0: Están escuchando el viaje medianoche con el gran Guillermo. Este sinofilo lo va a llevar fantasmal por millas y millas. listening to The Midnight Ride with Carl Bresden. Joining me is Matt Suzaka. Hello. Wow, oh, it was very, it was kind of windy. It was, yes. Well done. <laughs> Got a
1: lot of wind in my sails.
0: That's right. <laughs> um, for this episode, we're going to be covering 1991's Double Impact, uh, Sheldon Lettich joint, but also a JCVD joint. Um, so I'm going to synopsize this really quick. Um so it's Jean-Claude Van Damme he plays a dual role as Alex and Chad, twins separated after the death of their parents. Chad is raised by a family retainer uh in Paris which actually is not true. Um and then Alex meanwhile becomes a petty crook in Hong Kong. So Matsuzaka, what did you think of Double Impact?
1: Well, it's definitely a uh, double the Van Damme which is probably about as much damn Van Damme as you can take, right? I mean that's a lot of van damme yeah um double impact comes probably like i would say right at the height of his career you know it's after kickboxer and blood sport and cyborg and i think i think universal soldier came out not too far after that so i think he was about as popular as it gets and i guess it would almost seem that it's it's a uh, to capitalize on that popular why not do a uh two van dams in one movie
0: that's right for the the price of one yeah
1: why not so um both chad and alex who you know as you said in the plot synopsis chad is is raised he's raised in la and uh he's he's kind of like the yuppie um pretty boy um you know lives a pretty good lifestyle um he's actually raised by um I guess his parents had like a, like a bodyguard you could call him. His name's Frank and uh, he's played by Jeffrey Lewis and he's raised by him when, when the two twins are separated. Um, so, you know, they open like a karate school together and, you know, Van Dam teaches karate or is an aerobics instructor. And when he's first introduced to, he's, he's doing some pretty, uh, impressive aerobic moves on some, uh, fine young lady too. <laughs> <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> that whole scene is pretty, uh, pretty, pretty shocking at first. Um, and uh and of course you have chad who is raised in hong kong and he's the bad boy he's got the slick back hair and he's kind of living the life of crime and uh and of course the two have to come together to fight i guess take down the people who killed and murdered their parents and took away i guess their birthright mm-hmm. um now what what i really like about this film is the two different van dams that you get you get the kind of You know, like I said, like the pretty boy Van Damme, the wide-eyed, naive one. Then you get the dark and mean Van Damme, and I think he plays both of those characters
0: very well. Yeah, they Um, they look different and they act different, right?
1: Yeah, and 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 it's one of those things too where you would say, "Oh yeah, Van Damme's," you know, looks different in both roles, but how different is? And I think he actually both characters feel very different, and uh, and I think that's a strength of the film, Mm -hmm. um, is the two different characters. Um. But uh, I think even like the way they fight, too, they both have different fighting styles where Chad has a style very similar to like what you would see from Jean-Claude Van Damme in most of his movies. You have his more like the spin kicks and he's flashier and he's a little more, you know, show-offy, whereas Mm -hmm. Alex is, the, the you know, like a meat and potatoes fighter. He's he's, you know, he's still very much a Van Damme fighter, but he's not using as many kicks and he's he's more or less, you know, fists and you know he's he he throws a few good headbutts here and there too so yeah yeah um i think uh he he uh when they first meet is a pretty great uh great little scene because they go to hong kong to um to kind of take care of this uh this to, to meet up with alex and hopefully talk him into to taking on his uh his gang rival or like a person who's like a rival for him. And uh, he, he runs into Danielle who is Alex's girlfriend and she thinks it's, she thinks it's Alex at first, but it's actually Chad. So they start hitting on, she starts hitting on this stuff and Chad's like, wow, this is pretty great. I have no mm-hmm. idea. Which leads into that wonderful headbutt uh, when Alex, you know, they meet each other.
0: Right. That's the, that, their introduction is basically a headbutt.
1: yeah, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it, 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 you would take that baby that explains that lump that he's always had in his head, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> it happened when he headbutted himself. That's right. Yeah, it's
1: almost like it's 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 the world collides. Um, so yeah, I, I really like the, the the difference between those two guys. Um, it kind of it kind of makes me wonder is 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 because you have two different Van Dams and they do get a, a moment where they face off. But I, I guess I would ask you, who do you think would win in a fight to the death
0: between Alex and Chad? Between Alex and Chad? Oh, geez. I mean, I would have to say. Wait, is Alex drunk or sober during this fight?
1: Uh, we'll go with sober. Okay, he's, like drunk.
0: he's got drunk muscles. <laughs> right. Um, I would. I would. I would probably say Alex only because you know his fighting style is is sort of tougher. Relies less on a stand up style. I feel like he if it went mm-hmm. to the if it went to the ground, I think Alex could take him. He's got head butts, He's got elbows. Um, and he's also a lot better with firearms. So if it ever came yeah. to that, you know, he could he could break out the steel and and take care mm-hmm. of business.
1: But <laughs> of course, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But this film it's it's about it's almost two hours, about a hundred or about an hour and fifty minutes. But it has a good, a very good pace, and there's a great mixture of action. And yeah. you, you mentioned you mentioned gun, and there's a lot of gunplay. There's a lot of martial arts. It's there. There's bombs, explosions, mm-hmm. and, and and it really goes from the beginning to the end. Um, yeah, it keeps was, a great
0: pace. It does. Um, I I didn't realize it was as long as it was until after the film was over, which is a testament mm-hmm. to how how it paces it, but I was trying to think of like what they what they could have cut out to bring the the running time down because it's it's probably 10 to 15 minutes too long, but um mm-hmm. I think that's mostly because of the amount of sort of like action set pieces they employ in the film, which I think I think each one serves a particular purpose. So I wouldn't necessarily get rid of any of them. And um, there's not too much fat on the on the dialogue driven scenes either.
1: No, there's not. It, it, it never feels like it bogged down. Like, and like you said, the, all those action scenes are pretty good and they're all they all serve a purpose and they're all very well done and, and mostly different, too. for sure you get you get a lot of different sieges you get a siege on like a a boat dock and there's a an attack on a club and and there's a lot of great bad guys too which really adds to it like this is definitely a a a rogue uh gallery of uh awesome bad guys you have bolo young is uh is returning um to uh to the jcvd fold there Mm -hmm. and uh he he's kind of like one of the main bad guys i guess like the main heavies and uh He's great in the very opening when uh, he goes to uh, murder Alex and Chad's mother and she's crying because, you know, they're, they're babies. And she's like, what about my babies? What about my babies? What will happen to him? And he goes, you'll never know as he's about to shoot her in the head, which I think is a, a pretty great line delivery.
0: Yeah, man. He was he was a cold motherfucker in that opening scene. But he's he's fantastic throughout the film. He just has a presence about him. Yeah. You know, he for some reason, the camera really likes him. But
1: mm-hmm he it's it's almost always like that moment when he takes his shirt off too like in every movie oh my gosh like this guy is just owning everything right now when he when he he shows up but i I don't recall
0: him doing the pec flex which he's he's known for but he didn't
1: now which is unfortunate um but yeah there there, there are a lot of great bad guys um there's there's a peter mottola who plays um who's credited as bodyguard with spurs and um (laughs) Evan Laurie, who uh, is an American kickboxer, too, he's he does have a lot of credits, but I, I know him best from that. He he's he's the mulleted. Um, he He's a, he's a nice mulleted uh, bad guy who plays a small role and you get a bunch of a, a bunch of great bad guys. And uh, they're mixed in throughout the film. And then it, it kind of all, you know, comes together in the end when you have bad guy fight after bad guy fight after bad guy fight.
0: Oh yeah. And I think you I think you may have left out the uh, sort of toughest tits of them all which belong oh, yeah. to they belong to Corey <laughs> Everson former female bodybuilder and um, you know she acquits herself pretty well in this film. She's not you know, she, she definitely has, like, feminine features. She's not overly, mm-hmm. you know, not overly muscular or anything like no, that. No. But the camera really focuses in on her sort of muscle definition. There are There are very purposefully shot angles where it's basically the backside of her or her thighs mm-hmm. or her, you know, her ass or her calves mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, which are normally shots that you would probably reserve for your star <laughs> for Van Damme. Yeah, but yeah, uh, of course, the, the camera is definitely attracted to the sort of musculature that is um, that belongs to the different characters in this film.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she even kind of wears an outfit that that accentuates all those things. You can really see how buff she is. Like, in that, it's kind of like a dress, I guess. It's I believe it's sleeveless and slit up the side so you can see a lot of leg and it, it fits her very, uh, very snugly.
0: Yeah, did you get the impression that she was romantically involved with either of the uh, the villains, either Zhang or Griffith? Because I thought I saw her massaging Griffith's shoulders at one point, and I was wondering what he was sort of uh, whether you know she was in fact romantically involved with him.
1: I don't. It's a possibility. I mean, you know, there's that moment where it's a pretty creepy moment too when she uh, she attacks Alex's girlfriend. Oh man! And, uh, right. and and she doesn't really. She 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 kind of like frisks her. Yeah. But it's very much in a sexual way. And I didn't know if that was her actually being attracted to her or just her overpowering her and saying, Girl, you ain't got nothing on me you know, like like Danielle's this very pretty, blonde, you know Demure. thin girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And in and, and I don't know if she's just imposing her will or she's actually like, you know, trying to get sexual with her. Right. Which it, it, and that's kind of an odd scene too, because you you feel like kind of violated for Danielle, who is just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. She she just she looks legitimately violated because at one mm-hmm. point, um, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I don't remember her name. The but the Corey Everson character basically like kneels down, and then you see a close-up shot on Danielle's face and just, she just has this sudden gasp. So you -hmm. you don't know what exactly happened. I didn't, I didn't hear the snap of a rubber glove or anything. (laughs) So I'm not saying that that's what happened, but, um, it is an uncomfortable scene in a lot of ways, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, she's checking her for something and you don't, they don't really show where she's checking her. So,
0: well, even if, even if, You know, who would hide hide papers in their ass or their... I know. It's just going to get all wet. (laughs) It's going to get all wet, never mind the possibility of paper cuts. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah, you don't want to have that paper cut back there or in the front either.
0: (laughs) Certainly not. Certainly not. (laughs) Um, So I found this film interesting because this is actually the first film where um, Van Damme actually used guns. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at his filmography, this is this is the one because what what came before this were sort of his more martial arts heavy um, features like blood sport and kickboxer, etc. Mm-hmm. So this is the first one that that really makes um, a point to incorporate the use of guns in the action scenes.
1: Yeah. Well, wait, when you say guns, you don't mean his, his arms either.
0: <laughs> oh, no, certainly not. Not those guns. <laughs> not those fine guns. But uh, yeah, it's, it, go it's, ahead. it's
1: definitely it's definitely influenced by the, the movies of the time for sure.
0: Oh yeah, certainly because of, because it is shot in Hong Kong and because they are in the middle of sort of or they're sort of at the back end of that you know golden era of um, you know Hong Kong action and mm-hmm. I think I think the the way a lot of the shootout scenes are um, sequenced and shot and just the stylistic touches are very reminiscent of that sort of era of heroic bloodshed and um, slow motion action scenes and guys mm-hmm. running around with a gun in each hand and um so i I like to think that this is kind of a love letter to the cinema of that time Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as opposed to a ripoff um
1: yeah because it doesn't really feel like it's i mean it it, you definitely get that vibe but you never feel like it's biting on scenes like you don't it doesn't feel like it's trying to bite on a john woo film or anything like that there's no you know pigeons or anything or you know it, it, it you don't see like any signature shots it feels like its own its own film for sure
0: right and and I think this is you know it it speaks to the affection that Van Dam obviously has for Hong Kong as a place, but also mm-hmm. Hong Kong as a producer of films, uh as evidenced mm-hmm. by his work with Choi Hark later on,
1: yeah, yeah, uh, in
0: his career, but um yep. and,
1: and even and even John Woo too, of course,
0: oh, yeah, how could yeah, we, yeah. how could we forget mm-hmm. John'sroll,
1: <laughs> yeah, you can't miss that one <laughs> um, um so uh what I was gonna say uh is um, uh, I think what's interesting is you do get the two Van Dams. And uh, I think the film does a good job of presenting both of them as far as, you know, you feel like they're two different characters and you feel like they're always like when they're together, you don't feel like it's phony. You feel mm-hmm. like they're actually together, like in certain scenes, it's obviously a little less believable when they're shown together. Cause you get that kind of weird outline. But yep. I think the they, they, overall, like the editing is very good in kind of, you know, giving them like a continuity and feeling like that. They're actually like together and having conversations and fighting. I mean, there's moments like where you get, you know, a stunt double, an obvious stunt, stunt double, but right. I'll say those little things, which are unavoidable. Yeah. Um, I think I it, 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 it does a good job in, in kind of making you believe that they're two different characters.
0: Right, and and Frank serves an important um, role in that respect because he's often the the one to cut the tension between the brothers. He's he's mm-hmm. often the one to sort of mediate between them. So I thought he, you know, I guess dramatically speaking, in terms of the story, um, served a pretty critical function in that respect.
1: Definitely, yeah, and and, and it should be said that, that Jeffrey Lewis is is great in the film too. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's kind of like that perfect actor, and he's just got the right look and and in, in believability to play the role of like the, I guess the rugged tough guy, you know, I think you say he said he was in Vietnam or something like that.
0: Yeah. I, w- I was surprised with, uh, in terms of the interaction between Chad and Alex, and I know that they're trying to sort of draw a very purposeful line in terms of contrasting them. Um, mm. but there was a little bit of homophobia with the way that, um, yeah, Alex sort of treated his brother, um, you know, and I'm not, not saying not to say that Chad is not slightly effeminate. I mean, he, the first scene he walks into, he's, <laughs> he's in his unitard. And then the next scene, he's, I think, wearing a teal polo tucked into his uh, pink uh-huh. short shorts. Yeah. um and, but, and
1: he's got he's got the, the calf socks too oh a <laughs> yeah, bunch he has, of
0: white calf socks <laughs> that's right with like the white cross trainers too mm-hmm. and then you know alex on the other hand is wearing like his sort of leather bomber jacket he's got a mock turtleneck underneath with some sort of amulet hanging down and he's chomping on a cigar through most of his scenes but oh
1: yeah you mind. know
0: even still um you know there's a there's a particular slur that's dropped a couple times that yeah that seems uh I mean, it's, it's very much of the time, but also I, I, I would wonder if looking back that maybe Van Damme regrets that particular language.
1: Because mm-hmm. I don't think it's meant, well, I mean, that character uses it in a mean way, but I think he's kind of trying to show the difference between the two characters by right. using it, you know, like how, how Alex views him as, as his brother, because he's kind of he, he's not too embracing at first because he is kind of a hard edge guy and he almost doesn't even believe, like, that's not my brother. And they're like, well, look at him, look at him. You know, it's it's obviously your brother when you look at the guy's face. Absolutely. Yeah, he's not very embracing. I think it's funny too because he does play like that. I, you know, like you said, like in a feminine role, like when you first meet him, but he always kind of, you know, puts that to rest like when you have the the purple karate gi wearing uh gentleman at the beginning who's like oh what are you the ballerina teacher and uh, <laughs> yeah. he, he's like oh show me your best kick and the guy you know misses and bandam kicks him in the face and knocks him out so i i, th- I think that's kind of like you're you're a good introduction to show like this guy has no one to fuck with yeah just because he's it... wearing like uh just because he's wearing tights
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and a, and a tank top half shirt
1: <laughs> yeah of course in yeah. uh, leggings in leggings of two you know i mean
0: Come on. <laughs> yeah and i think that like the way van damme played each of the two parts in a way is probably like i want to say it's probably reflective of the way he as an actor or as a personality in, in hollywood was actually perceived because you know chad is very much um not euro trash that's the wrong word but he's very sort of he's he's of a cosmopolitan place and, mm-hmm. and place of and and so I think that comes out in his character. And then you have sort of the tough side of Van Damme, which is um, sort of manifested in Alex, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So I thought yeah. he was very much playing into the sort of public perceptions and sort of playing with those roles in a way as a way to dramatically sort of stretch his legs.
1: Yeah, I think he does a good job of playing playing both characters for sure. He, he, he represents each one without it feeling like it's, you know, just him with slick back hair or him with a polo shirt on tucked in. Right. And I think I, there's kind of... Go ahead.
0: Neither extreme really feels inauthentic. They feel very much like Van Damme, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They're both very much Van Damme while being different from one another, too, which I think is interesting. And I guess you could even say it's kind of interesting to look at. You have uh, the Alex character who's kind of dropped off at an orphanage. Mm-hmm. He's almost got a rough start right, right from the get go. Does that play into why he's who he is now is a bad guy? Possibly. And then we're on the other hand, where Chad is raised by, you know, Uncle Frank, who, um, you know, kind of, you know, leads him towards a, a better life and a happier life. So I think that's kind of an interesting dynamic too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, did, all right. So at one point in the film, uh, Frank, Alex, and Chad go off to sort of this hideaway on an, on a <laughs> secluded Island. And there was a scene in the interior, um, where I think Ch- as they get off the boat, Chad is sort of lagging behind. He's walking up the stairs and he trips and a bird lands on him and he goes off and then alex at one point kicks up his feet and lights a cigar and he's talking to frank and did you notice that there was an iguana on the table because they made no, no. acknowledgement of it whatsoever <laughs> no and i was like holy shit this is like straight out of fucking you know bad lieutenant
1: uh huh you know <laughs> that's so funny. there's just iguana chilling chilling yeah. in the cut
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was really strange
1: <laughs> actually what's interesting is that iguana was played by jean-claude
0: yeah that's right yes. he he performs uh, that that necessary third role that's right. <laughs> He's Amazing. bringing it
1: full circle.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, what else we got here?
1: Uh, let's see. You talked about, uh, yeah, Danielle, of course, and their and their little sex scene that happens. Uh,
0: oh yeah. They're, yeah. That scene is, is kind of interesting because, um, <laughs> like we said, they're, they're isolated on the Island and Chad goes and gets Danielle. He's coming to get her in the boat. And, um, What we see over the next, you know, five or so minutes is basically a sequence of cuts where it appears to be uh, Alex getting shitfaced and getting angry about what he thinks is happening. Mm -hmm. And his sort of uh, nightmare version of events is Chad and Danielle having sex somewhere. Um, Intercut with that are scenes of them actually having sex and then scenes of (laughs) Chad sort of like looking off in the distance. So... I think when I originally saw this film, I had, uh, you know, perceived this this particular scene to just be, again, Alex's nightmare version of events. But I think it might also, um, you know, as a as a sort of other way to read it, alternative way to read it, it might actually be the fantasy of Chad and Danielle to some extent too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I've never thought about that either. I I always kind of just assumed that was his nightmare sequence. Right. Or Alex's nightmare sequence, but yeah, I mean, like you, like you mentioned, Chad is kind of looking off into the distance and I mean, what else are you thinking about when you're looking off into the distance on a boat, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Especially
1: when you have a, a gorgeous blonde lady and that whole sex scene too is pretty, uh, it's pretty like surprisingly graphic and in, in, in very much like a skinamax moment, there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. a lot of nudity and a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, flowing fabric and things like that in lighting.
0: Yeah, and a, a a fan that's sort of blowing their hair around, and they got the the purple and orange gels on the lights.
1: <laughs> I could just picture uh, Jean Claude sitting there, you know, writing this out like in the work on to have a sex scene with <laughs> yeah. these flowing fabric, and <laughs> just you know, it's like I would be he, in my black he, silk underwear. My, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. He's like I'm going to be showing her how big my huge surprise is. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 one of those moments where you got to wonder how much he how much input he had to that moment.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. The, uh, the, the action in the scene is, is really fantastic on the whole, not just because it's sort of shot well, but also I think they give you different flavors of action scenes. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's foot chases through the, the alleys of Hong Kong that lead into uh, a foot chase across different boats in, I believe it's Victoria Harbor. Uh, I'm not sure if it is. and Maybe someone could confirm that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's scenes like that. There are sort of these like slow-mo epic shootouts. Um, and obviously, like a lot of martial arts as well, because hey, it's a yeah, damn yep. film. But mm-hmm. um, they do a great job of just incorporating all those different flavors of of action scenes and uh, pulling each one off really well.
1: Yeah, for sure. You you definitely get a good mixture of everything, and, and they even have like the when they when they go into the club and they're you know they're planting bombs and everything. You're getting oh,
0: that's right, man.
1: Every little thing you can, I guess, in an action movie.
0: Yeah, they and it's all
1: it's all done well too. It doesn't feel like it's jammed in there. It all it all works.
0: Yeah, one guy in that scene I think gets kicked through a pla- uh, a pane of glass, which yeah. looks, looks tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, the bombs are going off, people are getting put through tables. There's there's just a really you know a good a good variety of stuff happening in in those scenes. Um, and then there's also a, a scene at the back end where steam is used effectively as a weapon. Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't happen nearly enough, I guess, in films.
1: No, I don't think it does. I can only think of like some let off some steam, and that's about it. It's, yeah, you know, and I, I've been burned by steam before, and it, it hurts. I mean, it's it's probably about as, the most pain you're going to get from a burn ever. It's, it's it's definitely not not the best feeling.
0: Right. Yeah, I can only imagine we have we have uh, bolo throwing barrels around like Donkey Kong in the back end as well which <laughs> oh. which was amazing because which is so fitting to his body type. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, I mean it serves to underscore like how strong he really is, but it also looks visually pretty cool and there's one point where he he, he throws a barrel at uh, I believe it's Chad and Chad kicks it and immediately reacts to the like, pain uh, that he feels mm-hmm. when he's kicking that barrel. So it yeah,
1: just how heavy it
0: is. Yeah, exactly. It underscores that, uh, really well. And then, um, Van Damme gets at least one of his, uh, diehard moments in the film when he's screaming <laughs> as the, as everything around him, uh, in the background sort of explodes at once. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Which kind of just like gives him the opportunity just to have that extra moment, you know, like, Oh, I'm going to have this moment where I'm jumping away from the fire, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's I think that's just about all I have to say on uh, double impact and I'll kick it over to you and unless you have any other things to add, we can move into our maker breaks and MVTs.
1: No, I think that's about all I have as far as uh my notes. Um, I'll go into my maker break then. My maker break comes in the end. It's the actual the entire ending We really like the last you know about 20 minutes or so because as I mentioned, there's a lot of great bad guys and it kind of culminates in a lot of boss battles, I guess mm-hmm. And you have, you know, the guy with the bodyguard with the Spurs, which is a really great moment. And, you know, he's fighting Chad. And then, you know, you have Bolo Young fighting, you know, uh, or, or, I can't remember if uh, the guy with the Spurs fights Alex or Chad. But then you, Bolo Young's character fights Chad at one moment. then you have like the crime lord, the Raymond Zhang. And then you have like the, the you know, the, the other bad guy in a suit too. It's just like there's so many different like fights going on at the mm-hmm. end that it's just like you can't believe that there's this many like battles between different people and it really delivers so i, I i'd have to go with definitely the the ending is is my uh, make or break for my nvt it's difficult for me not to go with jean claude because you know he does a great job playing both roles mm-hmm. you know with alex he's that you know the bad guy and as chad he's the nice guy and it actually feels like two different characters he does a he does a solid job bringing it to life um for my score i have an 8.25 which uh i i it's it might sound kind of high, but this is one of my one of my favorite Van Damme movies. I'd, I'd say it's in my top five, and I've always enjoyed it when I was younger. And you know, revisiting again, it's it holds up really well.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, my make or break is, I mean, there are a lot of things you could you could have picked from this movie because there are so many different set pieces. And um, but mine is actually the the first major shootout scene at the drug factory. Um, okay. it's, it's just got a great sort of style to it There's slow-mo um, Very much reminiscent, as we said Of the Hong Kong style uh, Of action filmmaking of the time uh, The pace is good There's lots of squibs It's highly kinetic um, There are sparks There's powder flying around So it's just a really well-done um, shootout scene And like we said This is Van Damme's first foray Into sort of um, gun-heavy action mm-hmm. so, so they did it well um, my MVT. Um, this is going to seem like kind of an odd choice because Van Dam features so prominently and in doing his two roles. Um, but my MVT is actually going to be Jeffrey Lewis. Um, nice. And, and the reason why is because again, he's that mediating presence in the scenes with both of the Van, uh, both of Van Dam's characters. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he also he makes the situations and circumstances seem every bit as grave as they are because when you have um, each of the Van Damme characters kind of bickering about what they should do or, or sort of being brothers, um, he, you know, Jeffrey Lewis's character as Frank really brings like levity to the situation and tells them what they need to do. And you get the impression that he is um, just sort of this older, wise, you know, gruff and grizzly guy who's seen some shit but knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also he, he definitely, lends some toughness to the chad character because if all you had to go on to form an impression of this chad character were his funny clothes and the fact that he's a (laughs) uh, aerobics instructor you might think he you know he's he's not worth a shit as far as as toughness and fighting and and life or death situations goes but because you know that he was raised by by frank um Mm. you know that there's probably some inherent toughness in him that um that you wouldn't necessarily have guessed would be there so
1: well yeah even when he's introduced frank he's 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 introduced as the tough you know the tough guy he's like the security guard but he's he certainly knows what he's doing and and he definitely plays the anchor for the the characters and even for the film i guess you know right
0: right uh, throughout,
1: throughout the entire movie
0: it was also odd to see him with hair in the beginning
1: <laughs> yeah i know i know it's funny because his face looks the same but his hair looks uh, his hair looks so yeah so so young yeah, yeah
0: he he went he, with the side part too
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's I mean, you get so many characters like that. I mean, you've seen him in in Van Damme movies before, too. And he's so much better than a lot of those other characters would be. Normally, that character would be a throwaway. Like I think of like, I don't know, um, kickboxer. When you have the Winston character who is just, you know, he's kind of like a conduit to like from point A to point B. But he doesn't really serve any other purpose. You know, he's basically just a guy who drives a car, you know, whereas Frank is actually he actually serves a purpose and plays an important role in the film.
0: Right, or the other one I was thinking of, of was uh, Wilfred Brimley in Hard Target. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> as enjoyable as his scenes are, uh, in his accent. Yep. Yeah, he just was kind of shoehorned in, as opposed to Jeffrey Lewis, who actually, you know, plays a pivotal part in the the story overall. Mm-hmm. Um, my score, I'm going to dock it a little bit for the the runtime, but it's a seven point seven five, and nice. I, I do think that this is easily. Um, top five territory for for Van Dam films and for me personally I think it's probably top three um, this is one that I caught you know early on in the sort of Van Dam fandom I was a teenager when I first saw it and uh, I dug it because it was it was just really quotable and and the action was great and um, it was cool to see Van Dam uh, in two different roles but it all of those all the reasons I loved it when I first saw it when I was a younger guy um, are still there you know so it holds up really well
1: yeah and I, I fully agree with that it does it holds up incredibly well and i and it's it's to that point where the movie is more than old enough to where it's not going to age anymore it's going to always kind of it's 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 not going to seem any less good you know right. it's not going to look any more cheesy or ridiculous it's it's in that sense it's aged very well
0: yeah i agree completely so two two very high scores for a yeah a terrific uh, van damme feature awesome cool man well there's only one thing left to say Adios. Adios.